0: Hello you wonderful people and welcome to another episode of the Mikey Bard Show. I'm recording this on a Friday as I watch the snow fall outside my window unexpectedly. We're walking in the air. We've got a rock star on the show today. Oh yeah. In the next few moments, I'll be calling, and he'll be telling us about his musical journey. I won't tell who he is just yet. That will be a surprise. But let's just say, he's a friend. Of mine. That's a little clue. Um, So we're going to get the rock star on the show. You know, I like to call people unexpectedly as well. So, um, well, he's expecting the call, but he doesn't know when I'm going to call. You know, I like to pounce. So you get that raw, you know, that that, that truth. You know, that's how I like to do it. Uh, We've got some jokes that have been sent in from you viewers. um, And the theme is musical. So you've been sending in your musical jokes. Let me read these out. Uh, Number one, in no particular order What did the robbers? take from the musical store? The loop? What makes pirates such good singers? They can hit the high seas. What is Beethoven's favorite fruit? Uh, (laughs) What is a British rock star's favorite meal? Headbangers and mosh (laughs) potatoes. I want to call in our rock star. We've got Joe Capaldi, lead vocalist and guitarist of the Imaginary Friends who are the hottest New Kids on the Indie Block. Let's speak to Joe
1: right now. Hello, the bars.
0: Joey, baby, how you doing?
1: Hey, not too bad, man. How about you?
0: i already introduced you. I said we've got Joker Kapal in the show, your lead vocalist and guitarist of the Imaginary Friends. I said they're correct. the hottest new kids on the indie block. And you had an official new music video. The Imaginary Friends have a debut single, The Golden Age of the Narcissist, which is also available as a limited edition cassette single. Correct. Well, this is... correct. A, well, let's... let's I, wanna, I want the audience to get to know who you are. Uh, we'll get into all the details in a minute. So let me ask you some hot fire questions. Quick fire, right? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah? Just don't think about it too much. Uh, what first got you into music?
1: Um, my dad.
0: How would you best describe the music that you typically create? Oh, you broke up, Joe. Broke up? Yeah, unless, unless, yeah it sounded a bit robotic. Unless that's what you were saying, you make robotic yeah. music.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 cra- no craft work vibes allowed in this group.
0: Yeah, yeah no. no, no. All right. What is your creative, what is your creative process like?
1: Creative process is, uh, what you want it in a word, you want quick, you want in depth.
0: Uh, um, quickfire, quickfire.
1: Quickfire, uh, musical, songwriting process is long.
0: Well that, that was quick that was quick fire, mate. You took but t- yeah, well, fair play. If if you if you could go open a show for any artist, who would it be?
1: Ooh,
0: Tom Waits. What is one message you would give to your fans?
1: A message you give to fans sing?
0: Do you sing in the shower, and if so, what songs?
1: Uh, I do. I sing Judy Garland, Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries.
0: Can you sing it now?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too shy. So I'm All
0: right, I'll see you in the shower. What is the, <laughs> mo- what is the most useless talent you have?
1: Oh, most useless talent I have? Well, I've got quite a lot of them. Um, a lot of useless ones. Oh, what is the most useful, useless talent I have? Um,
0: that's a useless one, making a motorboat with your mouth. I heard
1: True that. yeah. That's, Useful for situations like I don't know Uh checking locks. Checking locks. I've got a lot of kind of uh O C D tendencies, so at night I've got a lot of techniques for checking the locks, <laughs> making sure you know I've got three yeah. locks on my front door. Oh, maybe that's not useless, man. Maybe that's not useless. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's essential. Do you know what I mean? That's
2: so I'm probably weird. never going
1: to get burgled. Do you know what I mean? But uh, but that potentially that potentially that's useless.
0: That's so good. Like that was so specific. <laughs> checking locks. I never it even thought about one. that. I only checked my locks, but would you check them in the whole building, like to make sure and that's kind of good. It's, though. I feel it's safe. It's really with weird, mind.
1: man. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's like a thing with like all the paranoia of COVID or something, but um. But, yeah, I've just got these kind of weird routines, which I've, I think I've always had, but they've just become way more important. And I've just got a list of weird things. I live with our bass player. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we've got this flat. And, like I say, every night before I go to sleep, I've got to check. All this kind of weird stuff. And I think it's, it's kind of cropped up from all the paranoia from COVID. Do you know what I mean, like, all that, that madness, all that rhubarb. Oh,
0: well, yeah. So, what, you just got it around COVID? Because it's like covid doesn't use doors that can get through the keyhole mate yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: very handy like that yeah it's, yeah it's adaptable um no no i don't think no it's not for covid i just think it's you know, just a general vibe in just you know, just everywhere for those kind of 18 months two years was so ever well, you mean know, like the, the, you know the idea we had to stay in our house for the first time that, that's never happened in human history and we're all there, and it was on the news all the time. And it just ruled everyone's lives for 18 months. And obviously, a lot of paranoia around that. And then I think it just fed into, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, just having these little vices and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, you probably have it. Like, before you go on stage, do, you like, stand-up or something. Like, weird things you have to do. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But I think a lot of performance just bled over into, do you know what I mean? Just my actual life. Like weird stuff, just cause in a bit of a paranoid state through lockdown, yeah.
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean as well. Because if you're at home as well, you never really thought about it, you're always out and about. So now you're at home, yeah. and you're sitting there. Now you're going, Hold on, are those locks it's tight? Are they yeah. secured? I've learned a lesson there. Um, let me ask you, <laughs> what was the best advice you've been given?
1: Um, I guess in life, I don't know if it was a bit of advice, it was something my nan said once actually. It my my, uh, my dad's mum, mm. uh. Yeah, she. I just remember her saying she was visiting once, and uh, she she said, uh, you know, I, I she goes, I don't, you know, someone asks, oh, what's the time, something, and she just kind of said, oh, I never worry about the time. I just I wake up, you know, when I wake up, I do what I want to do in the day, and then when I feel tired, I go asleep. You know, and I just thought, like that's such, such a simple, simple way, maybe for people, you know, who are uh, capable of employment. You know, unlike me, it's just a bit hard to do that, but for, for, for me, do you know what I mean, um, as a job seeker, do you know what I mean, it's like, uh, I love that. Do you know what I mean, I love that thing of, I'm just going to wake up when I wake up, do what I want to do, get, just go to sleep when I'm tired. It's so simple, but I was like, that's brilliant. I think Bob Dylan actually said something similar to that when someone asked him to define happiness. And he said, happiness is, you know, waking up, doing what you want, and then going to sleep, you know? Um, so... <laughs>
0: Happiness, wake up, go to sleep. <laughs> Can I ask a question actually it has been on my mind though? Because your last name go is Capaldi, on. right? And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and recently I was like, why do I, I hear like Lewis Capaldi, there's Peter Capaldi, and, and, and then I was like, yeah. and it sounds Italian as well, and but they're Scottish. So are you, what's your heritage? Because you, I know there's like a Italian diaspora in, in Scotland. I found out about that. So before I say that, what is your heritage though?
2: Where's the Capaldi? My has, well, it's... My my older brother was was really obsessed with this a couple of years ago, and really went to town on kind of researching it all. But basically, um, on my dad's side, which is obviously where Capaldi comes from, um, they were from a village on the mountain um, between Naples and Rome in Italy. uh, Casino is called. Um, So I think they were all they lived there, and I think a group of them moved across 1902. Um, and they moved over then and, and some of them settled in Bristol, some of them settled in Belfast, some of them settled in Glasgow. Um, some of them, uh, I think, went to Dublin as well. And then some of them went, went on to America. Um, but, yeah, they would they come over around about that time and just they uh, I think what most Italians did around that time when they when they come over would jobs they would either be um, sell ice cream. Or um, be a street musician, or be a petty criminal. You know, it's a lot of uh, you know scouring through all the records. My brother found a lot of <laughs> evidence of our family involved in petty crime and all
0: That's of what this stuff. That's what I found because I didn't was know it? that was true. Yeah. I looked it up and there was these archives, right? And then it kept yeah, saying yeah. like. Um, this guy stole some ice cream, right? And there was loads yeah. of people connected with this ice cream van thing. And then it was like 1940s. Yeah. So I was like,
2: was there ice cream vans in the 1930s and 40s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a huge thing, man. That was like for Italians coming over... It was uh, yeah, getting to sell get yeah, ice yeah. cream and all yeah, that sort that of stuff. Be a so movie, uh,
0: man, we could do a movie on this or something like the it, ice cream thieves and stuff like. But it's actually serious, <laughs> a proper like gangster oh, movie. But
2: that that's wicked though, because that that'd be interesting as well. Because you got the you know ice cream man by day, yeah. petty criminal by night. Do you know what I mean that idea? You're an ice cream man, you're, you you yeah. know colorful, happy vampire playing the happy oh. tunes. All the kids oh. are coming over, and then at yeah. night.
1: Yeah,
0: right. you, yeah, nice team man uh, coming to you. Yo, he's got a cone with your name on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um an Oscar. An Oscar
2: for that one.
0: Oh yeah, Oscar. But don't, don't Will Smith me, man. Don't, um...
2: Yeah, what do you make of all that? What do you make of all of that? As someone Come who is, on, Joey, you know, in the back. acting business, what What, what do you deal? make of all that stuff?
0: Well, I'm doubly affected because I'm also like, you know, I, I, I've done presenting in stand-up comedy before, you yeah. know what I mean? So it could be either way where, you know, there's there's a project and I'm in and it's up for an award or I'm on stage just doing doing that thing. I'm kind of more towards, if you've got to pick a side, Team Chris because... yeah. And, and and i think you should be and i'm hoping you are because imagine if you were performing right you know what i mean yeah. And someone didn't like your song oh uh age of the narcissist play play the other one and it yeah. just got up and just slapped you man that could happen to me and you now without that precedent set because there's people like well i'll do the fresh prince thing i'll do the will smith way you know what i mean so yeah i think that's pretty messed up
2: dude yeah it- Yeah, so it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like, I think Gervais probably started that, didn't he? Like a couple of years ago, the idea of going in Mm. these, you know, these celebrity, you know, Golden Globes, I think he did. He didn't do the Oscars, did he? But he did the Golden Globes a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, and just go in and kind of roast in these people, you know. And I think, I I might be wrong on this, maybe you know a bit more than me on it, but in Mm. American culture, you know, um, they have that thing of the roast, you know, on TV, they do have the roasts, but then they'd have the that you know the tv award shows where or the film award shows where they take it very seriously and it was a grand event full of important people and gervais kind of melded the two together uh maybe he wasn't the first person to do that but he definitely took it to new heights of kind of to him quite a lot do you know what i mean
0: yeah and i'm surprised that you know because he went in you know ricky gervais went in you know and chris chris rock did it light work and everybody had to get roasted and everyone did i mean imagine if yeah. you, Javier bardeen you know yeah. <laughs> you know imagine if he got up on stage like, you can't talk panana like that um yeah. no he would have gone mad but you know they said they're going to take the award off will smith um hey yeah, but that won't gonna happen. And Javier Javier wouldn't mind. I'll have the award if I if I could have that. I'll, that. I'll take that, um but there's a thing, dude. There's called the Streisand effect. I've heard people talking about this and uh, okay. and it's um it's the phenomena that occurs when an attempt to hide or remove or censor information has unintendedly kind of is is, is the consequence of actually increasing that information. Oh, okay. So you blow it up. So basically, like if 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 Jada was sensitive about her her hair right yeah um, and and Will Smith was sensitive towards his wife's feelings. The best thing they could have done was just to just to smile and carry on, and none of us would have been talking about this the next day but mm. now in the in attempt to kind of brush off that comment about the g i j joke, she's actually yeah. made it a thing now so yeah yeah if if basically if you were to dress up as in, in as a costume party or famous celebrity couples. Ike and Tina Turner, or whatever. Yeah, Sonny and Cher. Mm. And you were to dress up as Will and Jada Smith, you would have to now put on a tuxedo, and the girl would have to like shave her head or something, <laughs> or, or or you do like the, the 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 gender swap. Like your your boyfriend's got, yeah pen, yeah yeah. So he comes yeah. as Jada now, and it's just like she's done that now. She just made it like iconic as hell. Yeah. So be careful. It's a lesson to all of us, that Streisand effect. And I was just saying all of this, even though it's such a silly thing, like, you know, people having beef at the Oscars and stuff. But I think it's a good lesson to all people how to carry themselves in social situations, especially that they're at the height of, you know, their game. Um, And if we were in Mm a situation, so what would you do if you were in that? If you were, let's say if you were Chris Rock, what would you do?
2: Oh, mate, I don't know. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, oh, if you know, if someone came at you with a, a knife or something, what would you do? If someone was invading your house, what would you do? It's impossible to know. You know, everyone would like to be like, well, oh, yeah, I'd say something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I don't know. Like, I don't know, to be honest. I get what you're saying. Like, Chris Rock, in a way, conducts himself with grace and, you know, and was a bigger person in a way. And in a way, I'd aim for that. But in another way, I, I don't know. I'm quite an emotional, you know, type of person so I don't know I don't know maybe I'd have done what Will Smith done I don't know I don't know it's impossible to know so do you see yourself as an artist or an entertainer oh an artist or an entertainer um I I guess for different parts of the process different things so when I'm when I'm writing the songs and crafting the songs demoing the songs I guess it's more an artist a creator you know, that kind of thing. Whereas when you're out there performing them to the people and you're on stage, I feel more like an entertainer, I suppose. Um, although that word is a bit loaded. It's a bit of a loaded, weird word. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just what you're there to do. Even if you do it, you know, in some, you know, entertainer it could be like a, you know, dodgy karaoke singer or something like that. That's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, so it's a bit of a weird word to say, but in, a, in another way, it's kind of like, that, you know, that's basically what you're doing. But Jim Morrison was an entertainer. You know, I mean, he did it in an unconventional way. So that's what interests me, just find a way to do things which is a bit more unconventional.
0: Uh, what's your three favourite rock albums of all time?
2: Oh, three favourite albums. Three best. Well, I guess the ones which I think are the, are the best um, would be Closest to Perfection, uh, Nevermind by Nirvana, uh Velvet Underground debut album and um Uh what other one? Um I guess Sticky Fingers, Rolling Stones, probably. That last one, I'm not sure. There's quite a few contenders for the third place. Hmm.
0: When did you realize that your group, the imaginary friends that you're in now, um Mm. now forever in all time is, is, is when did you realize that they were unique
2: um I, I i don't know what kind of was birthed out of that idea of let's do something unique let's do something different which you know which yeah yeah let's, so so i guess right from the off really that was that that's been the kind of uh the manifesto from the from the beginning let's do everything as as different differently as possible and you know and let's really strive to to do things differently and in a different interesting way
0: yeah and and that's the thing your your look is so unique it's interesting people are liking it you gig regularly don't you like you're always kind of doing shows
2: well yeah things. well we do yeah we only did our first gig like two two three weeks ago we did our first gig um but yeah we've been intense you know since we've been going you know we've only only been a group really, you know, over lockdown, we were getting everything together. But in terms of announced to the world, you know, we've only really been out there since November, December, November, one or two. Um, so it's not really been that long, you know, and we've already, you know, done quite a bit. But yeah, you know, we, we're quite, you know, intense. This is everything to us, you know what I mean? So we're putting all of our time and all of our energy into into the group. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we've gigged quite a bit just in the last two weeks since been been up and down the country playing all these kind of weird places I never even heard of. Um, and then uh, I then finished up with a gig in London. Um, so, yeah.
0: And uh, let me ask you, because you, um, you write the lyrics, right? And um, Yeah. And you write songs. And so do you see your lyrics as a form of poetry or as a collection of like catchy lines? And
2: um, I don't know. For me... The process of writing the lyrics is like a really long, long process. Um, and I, I think of it more of in terms of like an essay, you know? It's like a study. It's like a little miniature case study of a certain thing. So like, you know, each each of the songs, that you know, for the group is like we pick a subject or I'll pick a subject which I want to explore and then just kind of, you know, study them i was
0: actually looking up trying to find the lyrics of the imaginary friends so do you put your lyrics online because i'm trying i'm looking up i was typing in the imaginary friends age of the narcissist to try and break down do you do that um in the email which i
2: sent you if you oh yeah i've got that i've got Um... that yeah yeah yeah. i've
0: got i've got the press release so uh, um remember let me read this as well the imaginary friends are a gloom drenched new wave band with a punk swagger and cinematic production, brutally analysing modern Western culture, consciously trying to push the boundaries of what it means to be a band in the 21st century, sonically, lyrically, and visually.
2: Yes, like sir. That.
0: That's, that's dope. That's actually really nicely written. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. This is wicked. So you've got loads of songs, man, and there's people, I'm just telling the audience to, to go check out the music i said that in the break when uh you've appeared in clash magazine uh you've appeared in uh on on plenty of radio stations
2: as well how's that do you enjoy that well yeah well yeah uh radio just actually um like amazing radio have been amazing uh in in the usa especially like they're just let's say a couple of times a Day for since we've released the song, they're just playing it over there, so they're really enjoying that. Um, and then uh, got played on Soho Radio yesterday, and apparently, John Kennedy as well from Radio X is into it. Mm. Um, no, nah, we have kind of boycotting Spotify. Um, well, I don't know if you call it a boycott, but you know, just had some chats and just kind of thought about it. And it's like number one, they're for artists, you know I mean, you get paid absolute pittance, um, and then also. It's kind of a. It's how do you win it that game? Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're a dell yes, but do you know what I mean? Like it's just a game you can't really win. So really, we're just kind of focusing on. Do you know what I mean? The YouTube and the Instagram, which is a lot more yeah. personal. Do you know what I mean? And Bandcamp as well. You can you can talk to people a lot more. You can engage with people. Whereas Spotify is just like monthly. List, you know, loads of people might list to one month, and you know, there's playlists and all that stuff. It's just kind of a bit empty and vapid and. You know I mean, we actually want to get to know our audience and get down and meet them and that kind of thing. And and to be honest, like Instagram and YouTube are the you know really good for that. And obviously we've got Facebook and Twitter as well and Bang Camp. But um, but yeah, we're just focused on. Do you know what I mean, we want to meet the people and know the people.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. It's all about these corporations, you know. They're fascist <laughs> pigs, man. You got to stick it to them. You know, you got to meet the people where they are, man. You can't be sitting, in, you know, with those high towers, dude. All right, Uh, the band said. Bloody Thatcher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Here's some quotes about the band. I like these. Uh, According to the band, you say, We are the soundtrack to a romantic snuff film scripted by Bill Hicks and directed by Tim Burton. That sounds about right. Yes. You also say, Eerie versus anthemic. Um, choruses drenched in attitude with oddball instrumentation and cutthroat lyrics studying modern societal degradation ooh yes uh, yes yes uh, yes yes oh this one's great lyrically it's a Heath Ledger's Joker's rant on the emptiness of the modern world and what's on the mind of the people living in the 21st century in the western world mental illness sexism loneliness social media materialism individualism technology
2: yeah yeah well yeah in terms of the thing before about um the, the sound of it with the eerie verses and the anthemic uh, courses it's uh you know i kind of you know in love with nick cave and echo and the bunny men and you know a lot of these kind of eerie you know th- these bands who make kind of eerie dark music um and the verses would always be amazing but you wait for that big chorus and just the big chorus wasn't there and the songs seemed to go on for like six minutes. So like part of the brief for what we're trying to do with the Imaginary Friends is let's take those verses, give them a big, you know, hooky chorus, and then chop them down to like three, four minutes. Um that was that's kind of like the main brief for the for the sound of the band at this point. Obviously that'll change and adapt, but for the moment that's yeah,
0: that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man, we sold it there. That's the pitch. So everybody... There you go. You you found out where Joe... You know, just type it in, in the internet. You're going to find the music, um, which is great. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and come back yeah, again. Man. Come back again. Uh, we're, we're,
2: yeah, that'd be great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the celebrities don't have to be fighting for us to, to talk, you know. It's... it's... <laughs> Look, well, what, you might, might even, you know, we could, we, you could write some lyrics and hopefully make a song that kind of brings them two together again. Or is there a song, is something on the matter?
2: Um, but forget all that. You know what, Unite <laughs> Smith and Rock? Yeah. Unite them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Mm, well, there you go. Maybe that's the song we'll write together, Barge. We will rock you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Poss- yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> very good. We yeah. will yeah. <laughs> rock you. See what I, see what I did there? So fast just like the slap you had to kind of love like, it. slow it down um love it all right well thank you and uh peace and love
2: yeah man nice to talk to you take care and i'll see you very soon Barge.